0: Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1979's Being There, directed by Hal Ashby and starring Peter Sellers and Shirley MacLaine. This is week two of Dudes on Demand, Dave, Mm -hmm. and this request came in from Trevor. He said, I was going to suggest Hal Ashby's Harold and Maude, but everyone seems to discuss that. Whilst I'd love to hear that pod from you guys, I thought Ashby's being there, starring Peter Sellers as Chance the Gardener, is a film that gets less discussion, but I always find just as interesting, and I believe it's Sellers' last movie, which just makes the closing shot all that more poignant. The 70s have always been my favorite era of films, and this political satire really is a great roundoff of that tumultuous decade and one of the last true 70s-style films to be released ahead of the more commercial 80s, where everything changed. I don't know if you have seen this one, but if not, I really hope you pick it and enjoy it. All the best, dudes. As always, thanks for all of your content. Well, thanks, Trevor. Thank you, Trevor. Um, we have seen this movie. Yes. And I thought I owned it on Blu-ray, Dave. Uh-huh. I remember telling you that. I sold it. I, didn't, I don't have it anymore. Ah, nuts. I, I sold it, like, last year sometime. Okay shucks right so i had to use like free google play credits to rent it or something Oh man yeah, well whatever uh, yeah
1: exactly it was worth it it's a great world we live in right <laughs> <laughs> by the way i'd like to say that, uh, i'd like to also congratulate trevor i i the, the, it's it's so weird to me that he he's he frequents places where people are just screaming their opinions at, of harold and Maud at him um <laughs> just, you know that, that's that's a good way to live it's the harold and Maud subreddit <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh,
0: dude. But anyway, (laughs) before we get into this movie, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching?
1: Um, Yes, I have been watching. uh, I I watched A Disturbance in the Force. Ooh, Um, what is that? It's a recent documentary about the making of the Star Wars holiday special.
0: Oh, yes. I've heard about this. Yes.
1: Um, It features talking head interviews with some very funny people like uh, Patton Oswalt and Seth Green. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's fun because of the Star Wars stuff, but some of it is also just a detailed discussion about what TV was like in the 70s um, and why variety shows existed. Um, like kind of the I don't know the, the psychosis of America like right, Dependent yeah. upon it, you know. Um, and the explanations don't fully justify this thing's existence, of <laughs> course, but like because nothing could. but you know, like there it does give some perspective on the larger themes. So you know if you're on Amazon and yet yeah, it's a spare time, just check it out. All right, sweet.
0: Yeah. I'll put it in my uh, back pocket. Uh Uh-huh. I watched a film, it came out like a a year or two ago, something like that. It's called The Pale Blue Eye. It has Christian Bale in it and uh, Harry Melling. Christian Bale is a detective. It's like in the 1800s. And it's a mystery thriller about a a murder that happens at West Point Academy. Mm -hmm. And uh, that Christian Bale's a detective they hired to solve it. And Edgar Allan Poe, is a cadet at the Academy and he tries to help Christian Bale solve this murder. Harry Melling plays Poe in the film and he's pretty good. He's pretty good as Poe. He's a little erratic like Poe was yeah. or apparently was. Right. Um, but um, the movie, it's interesting. It's dark. It's moody. It's not like the greatest film ever, but it's, it's not bad. Yes. And if you like this kind of, we, we had a question of the week about it, right? Like right. where a real person is a character in a film this this fits perfectly yeah. for that. i'm sure i'm going to bring it up in on our december answers but um um it, it wasn't anything special it's more of a novelty kind of thing right uh, but there's some twists and turns and it it does have a really kind of moody cold winter vibe to it so right. uh tuck yourselves in and and watch a little
1: mystery thriller cool yeah and i i do like even even historical fiction that doesn't quite you know, make uh, hit the mark all the time. I'm I'm still kind of a sucker for that too. Yeah, I'd say if you,
0: if you like that stuff, it's yes. worth a watch for sure. Right. And um,
1: Harry Melling, I was so shocked by him too because he
0: I I know him from Harry Potter as like the bully cousin of harry potter oh right? right yes and and now he's like tall and thin and handsome so <laughs> right. it's, it's it's so interesting i man. know
1: I, when, when i see like henry thomas in movies too i know right you know, like 40 years later it's like he's a full-grown adult and he's just not elliot and he has at all. a mustache it's i know like, what do you do like, well, uh, yeah exactly it's it, a real man yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right dave so let's talk about
0: um being there why don't you give everyone a synopsis yes
1: um so yeah this film tells the story of chance a middle-aged man who, uh, because he can't read or write, has depended on television to engage with the world. Um, He's lived his entire life in the service of a wealthy man, and after this man passes away, a series of misunderstandings occurs in which a lot of prominent people mistake chance for this sophisticated power broker. Um, It's a satire of modern politics and media, and I think it'll be a lot of fun for us to go through.
0: Yes. I I love how you described it. Uh, yeah. My first description is it's a series of mishaps that lead straight <laughs> to the Oval Office. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a satire on politics. It's a satire on the rich society. Yeah, exactly. It's a satire on race. Yes. I mean, it, it has a lot to say. Yes. And it does it in a really unique way. But We just follow this very simple man around and he just stumbles into things. It's almost like how Forrest Gump stumbles through life and does great things. Yeah. But, um, it's more, but he's more of kind of a mirror, I think to the people he interacts with. Right. And it shows their true selves.
1: Yeah. Instead of like his, instead of achieving a bunch of weird stuff like Forrest Gump does, he just is literally standing there (laughs) and like all light emanates from him somehow. Yeah. Um, People are so wrapped up in their own insecurities and hangups Yep. That they don't notice this guy isn't communicating with them. Right. You know? He, this guy needs help. Yeah.
0: No one realizes it. They think he's just a very quiet, calculated man. Right. A, a businessman. Melvin Douglas is like, yep. Yeah. He's obsessed with him, like his business acumen. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> his, his, his name is Chance, and he's the gardener, right? And throughout the whole movie... He's talking about gardening because that's all he knows. Yes. And everyone takes it as metaphor for what they're thinking. <laughs> it's so funny because it happens like 10 <laughs> times throughout the movie.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> and and every time when you get Chance talking about gardening, it's the only thing he'll talk about like this. Yeah. Um, and he does do it with a lot of intensity. So if you thought that he was a brilliant person, you would like shut up and listen as this guy like makes this metaphor, this allegory about our society with garden. He's just talking about a garden. He's being literal. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Like it's all he thinks about. That's all he really cares about. But like, because he looks the way he does and because he gets so serious about it. um, He's not, he's not smirking. He's, he's being very earnest we're so used to people's metaphors all day long that, that, that we, you know, take it as it has some kind of deeper meaning when it's really just him, like wanting to go out and tend the flowers. Yeah. Everyone who meets him are, they're they're very powerful people. Right.
0: Right. And Mm -hmm. they think what he says is like gospel. It's insane. I mean, (laughs) It, it shines this light on how people in power are all they, 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 they see this guy and he's not really telling them anything. Yeah. So they're everything they're thinking. They're like fulfilling their own needs. Like they self-fulfilling prophecy here. Like, right. It's, it's, it's almost a sounding board in a way is, is how he's presented to these people.
1: Yes, exactly. And, and, and like the, the president uh, in particular played by Jack Warden. Yeah. Um, uh, he perceives chance as a possibly like formidable enemy, you know, um, just <laughs> right away. And I think it says a lot about his type of personality, the president's where he's achieved this much in life. He's the president of the United States, but he's allowed himself to be under so much stress that he can't accurately understand who another person is. Mm -hmm. And he's so far gone and so used to just liars and usurpers that he can't spot a friendly, decent person when he sees one. Right. At all. Um, it's wow. it's sad, but it's also like they brought this on themselves with with their, you know, like relentless ambition. Yeah. Like they've done this to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and
0: yeah, these rich white dudes yes. who have power beyond belief. They're the only ones talking. Right. Yes. They're listening to themselves and <laughs> thinking that <laughs> chance is the one who's saying these things.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, absolutely. They're That's so the far up their own ass. Right. Right. And like, that's part of the satire of it. It's it's just like you don't care what someone really thinks when you're asking for advice sometimes. Like like it's I, I remember hearing one time somebody saying like when you ask someone for advice, you already know what you want them to say. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you're just hoping that they'll agree with you and tell you it's okay. Right. Um and like that is that is through that's whole that becomes Chance's entire life. Right.
0: And like most people would say, "Oh, like this Chance guy, he he's some kind of fool, you know. Yes. He's simple-minded and stuff and but like these old these old white dudes are the fools, you know?
1: They're yeah. fooling themselves. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They they're, they they've completely deluded themselves into like um the, the only time Melvin Douglas's character really understands life is when he dies. Yeah. You know, w- when he's like t- seconds away from death, he finally gets it that like this all means nothing.
0: Right. You know, and it's because he met Chance. Yeah. Which is quite interesting yeah. because Chance didn't do anything. This guy developed these ideas and thoughts on his own because he met this person. It, it, it man, yeah. I, I don't know where to go with that, but it's. Uh, I know, <laughs> it's not Chance's fault. You did it on your own
1: doing, uh, without realizing it. Right. Um, <laughs> and I, I know it's amazing, and and I guess the way the movie starts is that like Chance is living in this in this townhouse in Washington D.C. Um, he has it, a small. It looks room. like a very nice
0: residence. you yes. know. it has a garden. Right. Uh, it's a. It's probably a very expensive building.
1: Yes, I and mean, he's in the service, like we said, of, of, a, of a rich man um, who employs, you know, him and some other people in, in the house just to take care of things. Yep. And um, the old man dies, and yeah. Chance, like when, when we first, the first thing that Chance does when he wakes up in the morning is he turns on his television set, and you know we think, okay, well that's pretty normal. Yeah. Um, but the way Chance watches TV is when the TV's on, nothing else like exists. Right. And he will, like, start to ape the movements of the characters he sees, or just the... If he's watching TV news, he starts pretending he's an anchor. Yeah. Um, he mimics it. Yes, exactly. It's the only way he can, like, you know, like, relate to people is, is through television. And... Um, as he goes from room to room, like getting ready, getting dressed and brushing his teeth and everything, we see there's TVs on in all the other rooms too. Yeah.
0: Um, he's just never without one. <laughs> and he carries a remote with him at all times. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. The only time he's not watching TV is when he's in the garden doing his chores. Right. Yeah. Um, and the old man has like, apparently we find out later, he's been in this house and has never left since he was a child. Yeah. Um, he didn't go to school. Um, he's He has no education. Um, all he does is work in the garden and watch TV. Yep. And um, that's his life.
0: Yeah. And I, I I think it's fairly obvious you, you learn from all this information that he was some kind of child that this man had and he kept him secret. Yes. And trapped in this house. Yes. So he, he was an abused person. His whole life. Right. His development is stunted because of it. He was not allowed to go out, talk to anyone. All he had to do was garden and interact with the maids yep. and stuff like that. He probably never even interacted with the old man. Right. Um, he probably didn't even know it was his dad. It's it's
1: really, really sad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they don't really dig into it. It's just kind of spelled out there for you to just see.
1: Yeah, you glean this from like thinking about it after the fact. Yep. Um, and... You know, like it's, it's the typical, like we, we've talked about it before on other shows where we've talked about like rich people and their kids, how like they don't think of it as abuse. Yeah. It's just neglect. Yeah. It, it's okay. Well, I, I'm giving this per, I, I, I gave them money. I, I gave them a, a, a fancy roof over their head right. and lots of clothes. My work is done, you know? Right. Um, in this case, he didn't even do that. He just gave him a roof, yeah. you know, like he, and a TV. Yes. And, and some like some stuff to do. Yeah, here's he, an iPad. Right, you know. Yeah, it was, like, and I mean, his his growth being stunted and his I, I don't know if like maybe he was disabled from the start. Right, um, who knows? Um, but Louise does help. say
0: he's always been like that. Yes, but I mean. He might not have been born that way it could right. have been because he hasn't had the right developmental environment presented to him
1: yes if you if you dogville your kid yep. from, oh from the gosh. start you know yeah that's what's gonna happen yeah yep um yeah, and Louise played by ruth Attaway, um she she's only in two scenes in the movie but they are hella memorable they're, they're good scenes I mean wow um you know she she is the one who delivers the news to him about the old man dying right um and at one point, like, you get a sense of who Chance is because when he gets, when he hears about, you know, what happened, all he can think about is it's lunchtime, you right. know? And, uh, like, Louise has to, like, she she is kind of harsh with him, but then she remembers, oh, it's Chance. Right, yeah. um You know, he doesn't understand these things.
0: Yep. And she says she'll make him some eggs or something. Yes, yes. Um, and then he watches TV. Like, he, it doesn't even phase him that right. his dad has died right he probably doesn't know it's his dad but he doesn't bother him one bit right he just calls him he, like throughout he calls the, him the old, the old
1: man. man that's all he ever says yeah yeah
0: um and he actually does go up to see the old man in the bed and he does touch his forehead because louise had said that she touched him to just to make sure and like we said earlier he mimics everything on tv that's all he does he mimics right he really doesn't do anything that he hasn't
1: seen before and, and like, it, it's weird to like compare yourself to, to chance the gardener. But like, um, I, if I'm being honest, I have mimicked human emotion before too. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean,
0: I think we've all done that.
1: Exactly. Like it's, it's just something that you, especially when you're a kid and you're, you're learning about, you know, right. um, uh, human emotion and cause you have to like develop, uh, feelings, you know, I, I remember like realizing at one point that like little kids don't have any morals um, yeah. like they, they have to be taught, you know, and um, and watching them like grow and, and kind of like uh, mimicking behaviors they've seen. I mean, that's all they do. And, and that's why they're always in trouble. Right. You they know? don't
0: understand the emotional context of any of it. Right. That's why it's such a big deal with psychology is to identify your emotions, be able being able to identify your feeling. Is super important. Yes. Um, I my son went to therapy when he was very little, mm-hmm. and that's what they worked on. Okay, and it helped a ton. Once you're able to identify what's happening, you understand it. Yes. There's a name to it. Yes. It's not just like, wow, I feel funky. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, I might punch a kid. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Jeez, man. Oh yeah, and uh, Louise tells Chance that she's leaving, and. He needs to find himself an old lady to take care of him because a young one isn't going to be pleased with the, that little thing of yours,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> which I'm like, really, lady, are you really dissing him,
1: man? I mean, <laughs> I, you know, it, and, it's like, I guess, and, and at first I'm like, oh, well, you know, come on, Louise take him. but no, she can't take him. No with her. Right. She that's a lot of responsibility to take care of of a a disabled man, you know.
0: Right. And she says, you'll always be a little boy, won't you, Chance? Yeah. Which is the perfect description of him, because that's how he acts. He acts very childish. Right. He watches TV like he's a child waking up in the morning, turning on Sesame Street and just sitting there. Yep. They're not moving,
1: right? And, yeah, whatever is on the screen at that moment, he he will sit there and he'll just he'll just watch it. Yeah. Sometimes he stands there in the middle of the room and just watches. Yep. Like um, he turns on this
0: like exercise program a few yeah. times, yes. And they're like stretching and and doing like yoga poses, yeah, like handstands and stuff. So he starts doing those like just in the <laughs> middle of the room. Yeah. He's even on a phone call and he starts doing shit like. He's taking a phone call from like uh, from a TV studio, like Gary Burns show. Yes, <laughs> he's like, I've been on television because <laughs> yeah. he saw himself in like the Kmart like oh yeah TV display. Yeah,
1: he, and, and that's the thing. That's the weird thing is that he retain he retained that information. He yeah. can make memories. Yeah, you know, um, but it's just <laughs> the way he communicates things. It, it might sound profound in the moment because that's right. what you think this person is. Yep. Um, so
0: this is the whole intro, right? We're yes. in this house, like we right. haven't, we're not leaving the house. Nothing right. happens, right?
1: And then um, these uh, these estate lawyers show up. Yep. And um, uh, Thomas and Sandy, I think Thomas Franklin and Miss Hayes. Miss Hayes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so they they start, uh, you know, like going through everything and looking around, and they meet Chance, and they don't know what to make of him.
0: Yeah, they thought the house would be empty, right? Because right. they have a list of like all the property, all the people who lived there, all that kind of stuff, you know, like they wouldn't expect to have. Yes. But they don't have any record of a, a gardener, a chance the gardener living here or anything. Right. Um, so they didn't expect to see anyone. And it's just this man is watching TV in the house. Right. And, and he says he's the gardener.
1: So they're the, confused by it. I know, I know. And and the thing, too, about like the, the uh, not having a record of him, um. That that's that's really scary. That the it's old sad. man that like just managed to like fully like make it so that he doesn't even exist. Like he he's not in right. any database anywhere. Yeah. I'm sure the hospital has no birth certificate.
0: No. And we've been we've talked about like rich people in power, right? This right. guy's a, a rich white guy. He's in this really nice house. I mean, it's got a garden. He's got maids. Yes. He's got servants in the house. You know, so he's well off. Yes. He. Th- it, God, it disgusts me to think about it. But what happened? He probably got some woman pregnant and covered
1: it up. Yep. He used his power and influence to make it go away. It made me think of um, Michael Gambon in Gosford Park. Yeah. Um. And yeah. like, because it, it, it happens with Clive Owen's character. Like, we found out that's who he is. But that like, there was like 40 others, yep. you know. So there's probably other chances out there too, you know probably who he has disappeared he's just like disinherited completely or he's they're or he's, gone or they're dead exactly one of the two yes and in, and this is probably like the best you could hope for when you were one of those babies is that he you live in his house at least right and you have a, a roof over your head right he didn't maybe the maybe his mom
0: did live there too with them maybe maybe I she's but one of like the servants keep them secret i mean yeah it's just right yeah you know i bet it is right i bet it is
1: because that was the way it was with like uh i mean it, he wasn't and I, I mentioned the movie thing because that it's a movie, you know, something I remember from a film. But, yeah. like, obviously, it was based in real life. I mean, this happened all the time. I mean, you know, like, girls who were in service got in trouble like this because of, like, the, the, the man of the house didn't take responsibility.
0: Right. Exactly. And so, like, these, these attorneys are here in the house. They don't know what's going on. They, they ask Chance. They're like, are you waiting for someone? And he says, yes, Louise will bring my lunch. He doesn't even know what's going on.
1: No, no, left yesterday. His life didn't change. You know, yeah. he, he, he was told the old man died, but he can't process that kind of information. He knows Louise left, but he, she's coming back because she always does, right. but it's lunchtime and Louise makes my lunch.
0: Yeah. It's uh and he tells them like, he's always lived here and all that stuff. And I think they are kind of piecing weird things together. Like what's going on. This right. Is, they tell him like, Hey, okay. Yeah. You, you do need to leave by tomorrow yeah um so please be gone <laughs> right they i know and and they yeah. they
1: don't they're not mistaken about his identity either they they sense that he's you know yeah non-complish mentis s- yes they do um and
0: but they don't do anything more with it they no, just kind of like you just need to be out of here
1: i mean like if you are the official of this you know and, and you're you're the one like taking care of this estate i mean it's a human life uh-huh. you don't just tell them okay now vacate the premises you have to like <laughs> call the service okay look there's this guy there we don't know what his story is but he's telling us this can you figure this out help us you know we need to put him somewhere we need to get him somewhere like get him some help whatever yeah no no they're just gonna you need to vacate the premises yep get out uh, this is our house now yes we own this um and amazingly uh, he's able to like with with he understands, I guess, that part of it that he has to leave. I think he does what he's told. Yes. He's always he always does what he's told. That's true. So
0: that's why he does it. He packs up a suitcase and then leaves. And we finally see where he is. He's in this run-down estate in the middle of the worst part of town. Right. Uh I guess he's just been in there for 50 years. Six I don't know how old he is in the film. Yeah. Uh, Peter Sellers was 50s. 54 at the time. Yeah. So and he hasn't been allowed to go outside. He hasn't been allowed to be in a car. Like his only window to the outside world is the television. Yes. So he's never been outside or talked to anyone who hasn't been in the house.
1: And like he's he when he packed that suitcase, he mentioned to the lawyers um, that the old man said that that like he can have any of the clothes that you know yeah. in the attic. Yeah. And it's like it's it's really finally. It's it's old world fashion. It's like custom made suits yes.
0: from like the 30s. Yes,
1: um, and that's what he comes out of the house wearing. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's like dressed Is that that in... bowler hat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's dressed in really nice clothes, but they're old. Yeah, and uh, he he definitely sticks out when he's walking down the yes, street. Yes, he does
0: um, because he's like in the middle of a slum.
1: Yes, yes, um,
0: and he sees the world around him. It's just he's surrounded by like there's trash. There's homeless people. Right. Busted up cars, graffiti everywhere. Right. There's actually one piece of graffiti I love. It says, (laughs) America ain't shit because the white man's got a God complex. (laughs) Which is basically... Hal Ashby saying, "Like this is what the movie's about, right here <laughs> on this exactly brick wall. No. <laughs> We're just gonna put this in here. It's so <laughs> funny when you read it.
1: <laughs> in case you don't get our symbolism,
0: <laughs> just remember this. There's phrase. a couple <laughs> moments in the movie that are like that, but I find them quite funny. I do too, yeah. man.
1: I, and I, I've always loved Hal Ashby's sensibilities too in all yeah. of his films. He, he's he had a real anti-establishment, you know, like way about him. Yeah, dude. Yeah, really cool. Uh,
0: <laughs> so he's walking around town, doesn't know where he's going." And he's just like interacting with people. He doesn't know what to say. <laughs> like, he asks this. Okay, so Louise was it a black woman who yes. helped him, right? So he sees another black woman on the street and asks her if she can make him a sandwich. It's just like, I, I'm very
1: hungry. <laughs> May I have some lunch? Yeah. <laughs> and
0: she looks at him like, What
1: the fuck yeah, is exactly. wrong with uh, you? Uh, dude. <laughs> I mean, True. I know. I know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You would never say that to someone. Right. And then he rounds the corner after he was, like, invited to this girly show. Uh, <laughs> he rounds the corner and there's this, like, gang of, like, toughs. Yes. And they look at him and, I, and you're, you're thinking, oh, my God, Chance, just get out of here. You he, know?
0: he goes up to them and asks them if they know where there's a garden he can work in. <laughs> <laughs> and they think he's, like, a messenger for this guy named Raphael yes. from some other gang or yes. something. <laughs> They pull a knife on him. They're like, give R- Raph my message or whatever. Right. Chance is like, if I see Raphael, I will give him your message. And then he walks away.
1: And like, he, I think he somehow convinces them that he is Raphael's messenger. Maybe. You know, the guy pulls the knife on him and then he pulls out his remote control and yeah. tries to change the channel. Right. Tries to make him go away. Yeah. Like, oh, dude. Yeah. He thinks he's watching TV. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And when he realizes <laughs> that he's not, um, he, Somehow gets out of it by, yeah, just repeat, like, telling this guy what he wants to hear. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting
0: because he's not afraid of him. He doesn't back down. Right. He really doesn't show much emotion in the movie at all. There's maybe a couple scenes where there's a little something. And
1: there is something at the end where he does show emotion. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the rest of the time he is just, like, he's so detached. And just, he can disassociate from every situation. I mean, he's in mortal danger here, you know? <laughs> I know, he doesn't realize and He it. doesn't
0: understand. And then he sees himself in the TV, like I said, in the <laughs> window, and he doesn't understand that either. No, nope. He tries to change the channel again. Gets out his clicker. And what's funny is the clicker changes the other TV that's in the display, but yes. not the one he's on. Yes. It's kind of funny that <laughs> <Right>. that works. <laughs> but he's like backing into the street while he's doing this, and there's a car parking, like parallel parking, and they crush his leg between the other car on accident. <sighs> um, and now... And now he gets swept up into this whole world that he never thought he'd be in,
1: (laughs) which is like, you know, they, they, it's Shirley MacLaine's character. Eve Rand is Mm -hmm. inside this limousine. Yep. Uh, One of the limos that crushes his his leg (laughs) (laughs) and like the, the, the two chauffeurs, they, they get out and, um, they're, they're like concerned and, you know. And they, they bring him into like they're they're gonna bring him into the the, the limousine and right and she's like well take him to the hospital we have to take him to the hospital yes and he says I've never been in an automobile before mm-hmm. and so they 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 assure him that that he's a very good driver right so yeah. he gets in the back and he's in there with Shirley McLean and she offers him a drink and he says oh yes I'm very thirsty <laughs> and he probably thinks he's getting a glass of water right um, but no it's booze <laughs> and he starts coughing and. As she's talking, like making kind of bland pleasantries that like you would when you first meet somebody, Uh that's not what chance is about. And he asks her, may I watch television? Yeah. Uh, Oh, certainly. Yes, of course. And um, (laughs) I think at one point she thinks that he's like going to try and, you know, like parlay this into like big cash payouts. Yeah. Um, A a lawsuit of some kind. Exactly.
0: And by the way, when he drinks that the booze, she asks him his name and he's coughing and he tries to say chance, the gardener, but it sounds like Chauncey Gardner. Right. And so that's, she thinks that's his name. And she says, well, can I call you Chauncey? He's like, yes,
1: (laughs) he, he doesn't (laughs) get it. Right. Exactly. He doesn't get it. Yeah. You can call me whatever you want. I guess I'm, I'm not a person. I'm an object. So (laughs) I guess I'm Chauncey now. So,
0: um, so that's kind of getting his name figured out like that yeah. kind of helps a lot with the rest of the movie because <laughs> if he was just saying i'm chance the gardener none of this would happen that's true they'd be like chance the what <laughs> what's wrong with this guy right, exactly yeah right. but chauncey Gardner sounds kind of
1: prestigious it you does know? yeah it sounds like a society name yeah and he's dressed fine yes you know he's in these fancy clothes and his name's chauncey i mean oh oh this must be a wealthy gentleman you know right no one dresses
0: like this anymore right these are fine clothing passed down for generations you yes. know yes
1: Yeah, and like, (laughs) eventually, (laughs) what they watch is (laughs) Basketball Jones. Yes, Um, in the car. Yes. Yeah. And uh, at one point, as they get to this estate, um, this insane house um, that I've been to. You've been to this house? Yes. Really? Um, It's called the Biltmore Estate. Uh, It's in North Carolina, um, outside of Asheville. Okay. And um, it's the the largest private residence in the United States. Holy cow. Um, Well, it looks like it. Yes. And you can go and tour the place, uh, you know, for a small fee. people still live there? Um, I don't think anyone actually actively lives there. It's just in some family. Gotcha. Um, And uh, the the, the other movie I remember being shot there was uh, Hannibal. That's where Mason Berger lives. So
0: it's it's in... it's owned by some old rich people who figured out how to make more money from it.
1: Yeah, amazing okay, how it yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> great great system everybody.
0: <laughs> yes. Um okay, so you meant when when he the, he gets hit by the car, you said there's two chauffeurs. That's how rich these people are. <laughs> yes. There's one car I know. with two I, chauffeurs. I know. And in this mansion there's people whose jobs are to just stand there. And get you a car if you need one. There's the guy who just stands by the elevator. There's the guy who just guards the elevator. Every single dish that comes out at dinner has a different person carrying it. Yes, there must be a thousand servants in this house.
1: Well, which is like that—that that goes back to the old world. I mean, um, I remember—I keep bringing up Gosford Park. I—I I, I must have listened to Julian <laughs> Fellow's commentary track on that movie a million times. But like on that track, he talked a lot about like service. And you know, what went into it and these houses of the houses of this kind do have a staff of hundreds. Yeah. Um, and it takes that many people to run the house. Um, it's, it's got 50 bedrooms. Right. And they all have fireplaces. It's got six kitchens. (laughs) Um, and, and they have, they, they stage these amazing parties, you know, like when people come over for, for shooting weekends, it's 40 guests. And, um, like, Someone has to cook for all these people and yep. someone has to like, you know, obviously help them get dressed because a rich person can't be bothered to take off their fucking socks at night. Right. Um, Melvin Douglas is so rich and powerful. He has like
0: a hospital staff in his. A fo- yeah. And a hospital. Yeah, like, the, there, it's
1: actually a hospital yes, in there. The actual bedroom suite is, is like, behind glass and, in another area is a full-on functioning hospital. And he said he, like, added it once he got sick. He paid <laughs> to install a hospital in his house! Yeah. This goes
0: beyond Richie Rich it's, and the McDonald's, Richie dude. Rich and McDonald's yes. for sure, man. And if he needs more energy, he just orders new blood. <laughs> which he does! I want new blood for dinner!
1: Good lord! Oh, it's, a yeah, <laughs> it's not I even a, a new commenter. transfusion. I, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is some snow piercer <laughs> stuff, dude, you know, <laughs> but that's the, that is the level of
0: absurd wealth. We're talking about yes. with these people in this
1: movie. Absolutely. This, um, this guy might be the most powerful person in the country because I mean, when the president visits your home, just to, to get advice. I mean, yeah, that that's... The, right, yeah, the, I mean,
0: he's a rich and powerful lobbyist. Right. And I guess he's buddies with the president yeah. somehow. I don't know.
1: We always say that like the president is, oh, the most powerful man in the world. No, that's no, not the no, case. No, no, no. It's the all most, the people who got him in there.
0: Yeah, he's the most powerful puppet in the world. Exactly.
1: <laughs> There's kingmakers who, who have put him in this position. Right,
0: which is hilarious because at the end of this movie... The kingmakers are making some decisions it seems <laughs> yes. it, that's how it seems yes exactly <laughs> right like
1: they're making <laughs> some
0: bad decisions <laughs>
1: Yes, um, and and I I we got sidetracked with the Biltmore <laughs> Estate, but yeah, when when Basketball Jones is playing, uh-huh. and it's like it's the actual accompaniment to Chance's arrival at this fancy mansion.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's so cool, and it shows the like actual cartoon and stuff yeah. too. Yeah, and he's like growing to the size of like the whole atmosphere. Right, it's so
1: good. Right, and it's like it's and you see like the the all the limousines pulling up in front of this gargantuan house. Um, and all the staff coming out to like, you know, mm-hmm. do their duty and the door opening up and them helping Chance. And it's a very slow shot of like, you know, having him go to those great doors. And meanwhile, you hear this guy going, and I think about hitting my layups <laughs> yeah. and, I hitting right? trees. and I'm like, man, this, this is really awesome.
0: I love it. It's, <laughs> it's quite a juxtaposition uh-huh. that you wouldn't expect would work so well. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> I know it actually goes together. It's funny and it's also perfect.
0: So they're at the house, right? and Shirley McLean tells him like hey you can you can have the fifth guest room on the third floor good lord good (laughs) lord and they're wheelchairing him through the house now because he's got a hurt leg and they still think that this is just a normal guy who might file a lawsuit we gotta help him out Uh you know that's all they care about now (laughs) so he goes up he gets in his room um, he goes in the elevator and he doesn't know what an elevator is and
1: that's one of the elevators Oh yeah, it's it's only one of them, right? Yeah, and he doesn't, yeah, and he doesn't know what it is. Yeah, he thinks it's a room in the house, and he wonders why there's no TV set in there.
0: Yeah, and he's sitting there in the elevator with the operator, and he says, "I've never been in one of these before," and the elevator operator thinks he's talking about the wheelchair that yes. he's sitting in. Yes, and he's like, "Oh, it's it's just one of Mister Rand's," <laughs> yes. and Chauncey's like,
1: "Oh, I see, <laughs>
0: I understand."
1: <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty pitch perfect, Dave. <laughs> Thank you. I understand. <laughs> yeah. But
0: that that's like the same kind of thing that happens over and over again throughout right. this whole film, right? right. Uh, just this like little misunderstanding that plays for a joke and leads to other absurd consequences that are just as funny and
1: ridiculous. And I guess it's some kind of like, if you took the optimistic view of the people's interactions with Chance, maybe it's like it gives you some hope for humanity that they wouldn't reject this man's presence, that they're charmed by him. Um, that that's maybe like the rosiest way of looking at it. But even that is kind of false because they're, they're not seeing the real him. Um, right. And so it is definitely more a study of idle rich people who have forgotten what humanity is like. So much so that they can't recognize it when it's literally right in front of their face. I can't believe
0: how, actually, sadly, I do believe it, how foolish the, the rich people are. I know. They can't see this. They got rich and powerful somehow, right? Right, right. It's probably by being smart and tactful and maybe cruel in yeah. a lot of instances. Right. That they can't see past, they can't see
1: Chauncey. They can't see chance. Yes. For who he is. I guess if you're, so if you live in this house and let's say that this, because they're, they're presenting this not, not as the Biltmore estate, but as a place that's in Washington, Mm -hmm. um, this great mansion, if you have this house, you are a billionaire. So if you have a billion dollars or more, you couldn't have got that billion dollars except by either winning the lottery or by Mm -hmm. stealing payroll from someone. You know, someone had to suffer. Someone is dealing with less or none for you to have this billion dollars Um, like someone got screwed over somewhere. And and because you now live this life and you don't acknowledge that every day and try to make that right, you know, then you don't understand humanity. Nope. And doesn't matter how smart and calculating you were to get to where you are. Like, you have not just forgotten it, you've completely disregarded You're actively going out of your way to make sure you don't understand what other people are, are dealing with.
0: Yep. And Melvin Douglas says something at dinner, kind of like that. Like, he says, you know, there's once again a mix-up of a, the metaphor of the garden yes. and growing, growing from a garden. And Melvin Douglas, because... Chance is just a sounding board thinks he's talking about business because <laughs> yeah. that's what he wants to talk about right. and he's like, uh, yeah, we, we make something with our own hands, the sweat of our own hands, you know for for our family, for our community. really really for the community? Uh, you know or is that just that uh, businessman uh, bullshit you've been spouting to steal the money from the people who need it
1: He doesn't know the meaning of the word community no he, he, he has no not the first clue. If you live in a house like this, your house is a fucking, the size of a city. Exactly. How many people, it's not a community. How many people who are poor right now could, could take refuge in this mansion in half of the mansion. Yeah.
0: Right. Just take the East wing Uh, and give it to a thousand people.
1: It's just (laughs) like, I'll never stop. Probably to probably on my deathbed. I'll be hollering about this. You yep. know, because it won't have been solved by then. Yep. Chauncey will be standing
0: right there next to you, <laughs> holding your hand. Exactly, God willing, and he'll be like, "I understand." <laughs> 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 Which, unfortunately, he, Chauncey will not, because this was Peter Sellers' final film. Everybody. Yes, it was.
1: Yes, this was um, the the last thing he ever did. And um, I mean, many people argue it's it's like it's it's a perfect final role. I mean, it is
0: even. Like Trevor said in his uh, note here, that it, that makes the ending even more poignant. I know. Like, it's, it's, it's strange when these weird, serendipitous things happen like yes. this. And, I mean, he got nominated for an Oscar for this. Right. Was that a posthumous nomination? I can't remember.
1: You know, I, I don't know um, if it was posthumous. I know he died at night. I, I'm... I should have looked this up before we got here, but like, I, I don't know if it was posthumous or not.
0: Okay. I don't know. But yeah, he was nominated for this role. Right. Which is interesting. And so was Melvin Douglas, actually. Yes. Melvin were, Douglas won. Yeah. And
1: they were both up for support. What He was Melvin Douglas, one supporting actor. Uh, yeah. Peter yeah. Sellers was nominated for best exactly. actor. And Peter Sellers did die in either 79 or 80. I can't remember which one. So he may have lived through the ceremony. I don't know. Okay. Um, what was wrong with him? Do you know? I don't know. He had a heart attack.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. So was it like a sudden thing? Yeah, it wasn't. Ooh. Yeah. So it wasn't like Melvin Douglas in the film where no. he's just deteriorating. No, he didn't have a long fresh blood every no. couple no. days. No. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah. Thankfully not. Um, yeah. That, I guess we didn't mention before him, but like, yeah. That that's, that's Melvin Douglas's whole his character, Ben Rand. Is he's rich and powerful, but he's also dying of of a long illness. Yeah. Um, and that's why he has this you know full, fully staffed hospital you know with yeah. a live in physician um just like mason verger right uh you know like there to take care of him um and it's the kind of care everyone should have you know um and it it only goes to the wealthy that's another aspect i guess of this to show you that it's not just like that he's he lives in like kind of material luxury he's taken care of in in the best way possible he has people around him at all times to like you know deal with all of his needs and make him comfortable um, and they work really hard around the clock to make sure that happens. Yeah, he's they're real doctors. Yes, yes, <laughs> like actual doctors and nurses on staff at this hospital, at it at the hospital in his house, <laughs> at this hallway. Yes, yes, <laughs> um, dude. And he like when he when he has chance, like when when they're having dinner together, it's um the scene that you mentioned where where he you know makes that speech about the sweat of his brow and everything. Yeah, it's it's chance. Uh, Eve Shirley McLean's character Ben and um, and they're just sitting at this at this table that 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 seats 80 people but it's just the three of them right and I don't I don't know exactly I can't remember exactly what chance says other than the gardening metaphors that like leads to Ben making these assumptions Uh, but Ben takes from this that 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 Chauncey is a uh, is a a businessman who is down on is on hard times right yeah he says
0: the old man died yes then And Louise left, and he had to leave or something like right. that. And that's, like, all he says, right. really. And he says, now all I have left is the room upstairs. And he's talking about the third guest room on the fifth floor yeah. that he's in right now in your house. In your house, right. He's literally talking about that. They think he's talking about heaven is the only thing he has to look forward to now.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, I can't <laughs> And and to watch like Shirley MacLaine throughout all her, every time she deals with chance, um, (laughs) she's just so absolutely blown away by his, his like, she, I don't know. She's just a a, a chance mark. She, you know, she's
0: like, there's something special about this guy. I've never seen a guy like this before. And she gets more and more just like, I don't know. She just wants him. Right. She wants to be with him. Right. Uh, And she can't explain it. It's a fire in her belly. Just she has to have this guy now. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, she's she's like clearly kind of in love with him from yeah. the start.
0: There's another great line when uh, he says that uh, all he's got left is the room upstairs, and they're like, "Oh no, don't think that way." And he goes, "It's a very nice room." <laughs> and uh, Doug is like, "Well, I expect it is." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I keep saying it's so funny, and everything in this movie's funny. And it is, but it's not like that gut busting no, humor. No. It's just this underlying, like this little layer of humor that's under everything.
1: And it's so it's, it's witty and sophisticated. Yeah. And it's also like considering both of us, like pretty recently watched tonight or never. Yeah. You know, to, to, to see that like the, the beginning of this man's career and the very end of it, Yep, you know, and, and that he's awarded at the end of it, you know, with yeah. like, um, up for a. Obviously, a career well done, but like this is the performance of a lifetime. Yeah, you know, it like is. like uh, Melvin Douglas is fantastic in this movie. He's great.
0: You and know, it's uh, it's funny because a few weeks ago I mentioned I watched The Changeling recently, right. and he's in that also, right. As a politician who's in a similar situation. He's old. <laughs> he's he's got a secret, and it's just like. It's so weird to see cuz the film came
1: out like the same year yes. almost. And he's doing very similar things. And and like Melvin Douglas is like steadily working for 50 years yeah. in Hollywood, you know. Yeah. He he's like and when you're when you're an older actor, you don't get offered great roles very often. I mean, I remember like um everybody was always like, "Well, what what the hell? What what the hell's going on with, with Robert De Niro? Why is he doing all this crap?" It's like because that's all they make now for, right. for older people is crap. Yep. They, they don't write great movies, uh, great scripts where, where like there's, there's excellent senior citizen characters, right? You know, they used to, but they, they don't anymore. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, and, and like, just like anybody else, just like any profession, older people, they want to work, you know? And if they get offered a great role, I mean, then you get a great performance like this, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, dude, for real. Um, So, like, after dinner, they have cigars, and they do more talking, right? Yeah. And after that, I think um, Ben goes—he has to go up to bed. He's tired or whatever. And uh, there's a doctor who's there, too. Yes. who's playing pool. Right. Um, Dr. Robert uh, is his name. It's played by Richard Dysart. Right. Um, Which, hilariously, he's in The Thing as Dr. Copper. Yes, he is. And David Clennon, who plays uh, one of the attorneys, Thomas Franklin— He plays uh, Palmer in the thing, and you get to see them in this movie a couple years before the thing, which is super interesting. And they actually have a scene together. I know, like (laughs) an
1: extended scene where they're like talking intensely to each other. Yeah. It's really cool. I'm like,
0: hey, man, that's awesome, dude. In a couple years, you guys are dead.
1: (laughs) You're dead in Antarctica. (laughs) Get your arms ripped off in a chest (laughs) mouth. Yes. Richard Dysart, I found out, also was in Wall Street. Yeah, he, he's out of focus in one. In the greed is, uh, the speech. Yeah, uh, when when Michael Douglas makes the you know like uh, the greed greed is good speech, he's in the background. He's like the the guy who's like saying you're out of order, Mister Gecko. Mm-hmm. That's that's Richard Dysart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh. But no, like he's kind of on to
1: Chauncey. From the get go, he sees yes. like
0: something's off about this guy. Like he,
1: he might not be who he says he is. Exactly, and, and I think he's he's suspicious of him. Um, he doesn't understand that, that like uh, that Chauncey is what he is, but he knows that like what they're seeing is not what's really happening.
0: Yeah, because he's watching their conversation from the outside, and he's mm-hmm. like, "This is not how." a normal conversation is something, <laughs> which is why everyone really is interested in him Yeah, because he's just not
1: quote unquote normal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and the reason like, like chance ends up like rising through the way he does is, is first because of Ben's influence. I mean, like if Ben doesn't fall for this act, it not, not, not that it is an act. It's not an act. It's just who he is. Right. But if Ben's not essentially just a crazy old nut, you know, right. Um, this is not going to fly, And I because think, yeah, because that that's what has to happen first,
0: right? And I think if Eve hadn't eased him into it either, yes. like it, uh, he wouldn't have been so susceptible to accepting this, right? Because she told him like how great of a man this guy is and all this, and she tells him like, hey, he's a, he's a smart guy. He's we got yeah. we got to take care of him. We don't want a lawsuit, right? So right. So he goes down and talks to him, and then sees for himself,
1: right. <laughs> And and like he makes him some uh, starts talking about some some financial help organization he wants to start.
0: Yeah, to to give money to start up businesses or yes. something
1: like that. And he wants Chauncey to like, you know, be the, the chairman of this thing.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> um
1: and you know, you think about it, you know, yeah. and, and like Chance, not understanding a word of what's being said <laughs> to him, like says just the right amount of stuff to right. make it look like he's being um I will think about it. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, like he's, he's going to mull it over, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Yep. But
0: anyway, the next morning, the president, played by Jack Warden, comes to the house in this, like, huge line, a procession of, like, 80 cop cars. Yeah. With their sirens blaring. To, to this house.
1: There's choppers above, you know, right. like, you know, surveilling the, the place. I mean, like that is what, when the president arrives, that is, the, you have to deal with the presidential motorcade. Yes, you do. Um, and all the secret service.
0: Yep, and, and good. Uh, good thing they got that driveway; they can fit all the cars. <laughs> yeah, <it's>
1: like, <laughs> the president doesn't just arrive at someone's like you know, uh, yeah. I mean, imagine <laughs> yeah, if somebody he pulled was, like, up to
0: their brownstone. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yes.
1: Or what if he was visiting someone who lives in an apartment? I mean, what are they going to do? They have to like airlift him down there. They have to like he has to ride by chopper and go down the actual <laughs> fire escape.
0: Yeah, or uh, the chimney. Yeah, like or Santa the ch- Claus. <laughs> That's
1: right. He probably arrives by chimney. Je- has Jeff Warden played Santa Claus in anything? I don't know. I could, could. I, he could do yeah, it. He could do it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he wore a Santa hat in, like, Problem Child or something, and I just, oh, I'm man, forgetting. Oh, probably. Yeah.
0: I, I guarantee
1: you he did. Well, he probably He was did. kind of a raunchy old man in that movie, I think, yes, I remember.
0: Was. he definitely was. I should watch that again as an adult and see what I think.
1: I, I remember Problem Child 2 being really funny. As an adult? Yes. Okay. Yep. I remember liking Part 2. Right.
0: As a kid. Yes, so. and <laughs> I watched it a million times as a kid, too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Problem Child, everybody. <laughs> All right, so the president shows up and he meets with Ben and Chauncey because Chauncey is like now Ben's most trusted advisor. Yes,
1: yes, of course.
0: (laughs) I want you to meet the president. (laughs) I just met you four hours ago. (laughs) I want you to run my organization. I know. I want you to meet the president. I want to
1: give all my wealth to you. (laughs) Yes. You know, um, to this weird guy who has this like pasted smile on his face at all times. He looks Um, blank. He does because he just has the... And like, it's weird that Peter Sellers... In this film, I mean, I we went on and on about Melvin Douglas, obviously, but like Peter Sellers, it goes without saying again, like his performance in this movie, it's not the masterful, like, you know, showy acting display that he does in Dr. Strangelove. Right. This is something different. Yeah. You know, and it's just as, um, I guess, effective, but he's doing something so unlike what he did before um, in any other film, too. Yeah. He's always cranked up to eleven, everything in everything he does. This one, he is like walking slowly. He has this smile on his face at all times. It's like where there's nothing behind it. It's just, yeah. it's just showing teeth. Yeah. You know. There's, there's no emotion, right?
0: It's an emotionless performance, right. which is so hard to do. Convincing. There's no movement, no movement even. Right. Like he's so slow and calculated. And he does that through the whole movie. There's maybe one scene when he has emotions near the end. Right. That's it's, it.
1: And it, and it's hard to deliver lines with no emotion without it sounding like bad acting. Yeah. And he manages to do it because his, obviously he doesn't have a lot of words to say, but like when he does go on his, his, uh, rants about, you know, gardens, it's not a mm-hmm. rant actually. It's just him talking very intently about yeah. what he knows. Um, he is not childlike, even though he actually is childlike. Right. Uh, which is, you know, it's it's kind of a high-wire act. Because gardening
0: off. is all he knows, really. Right. Besides watching television, he knows how to garden and take care of the plants. Yes. He knows how to do that stuff. And that's what he says to the president here. Because the president's like, Ben, did you read my speech? And he's getting advice on it. And then he asks Chauncey what he thinks. And Chauncey says... If the roots aren't severed, all will be well in the garden. There are seasons of growth. First spring and summer, <laughs> then fall and winter, and then spring and summer again. <laughs> and the president just had his mind blown. <laughs> and what does this mean? It means he likes the garden. And the president thinks, wait, we have to make moves when it's appropriate. And we have to do these things <laughs> at certain times. So like Once again, filling his own thoughts with his own thoughts.
1: I, exactly. <laughs> it, not understanding just like the, the most... I mean, geez... I, we all overthink things, obviously. And and yeah. often we, we, we jump to conclusions we shouldn't because we're always thinking that, like, someone's out to get us or that we're on trial somehow. You know, when, whenever we speak up in a meeting, we're always afraid that, like, you know, oh, is what I'm going to say appropriate? And is, is everybody going to, like, yeah, react better? Right. You know, but, like, I guess in this instance, because ben rand introduced this man as as a close personal friend right he must be powerful he must be influential somehow right so i need to listen to what he says and i'm going to translate some you know elliptical garden metaphor into economic policy (laughs) yes that's what happens right (laughs) and and eventually and like it's it's great too when when like when chance first is introduced to him Um, Like we saw the president and and Ben have this this handshake where it's like it's a handshake between old friends, old, old, old man friends Yeah, where they they kind of grip each other's hands at chest level and kind of do a shake. Yep. You know. And Chance does the exact same thing, but he just keeps shaking. (laughs) And there's nothing behind it. He's just shaking with that smile on his face. (laughs) It's a weird visual. And like Jack Warden is kinda trying to pull away. Uh And and eventually he does, but like Chance is still just standing there, like in that same spot with Like a little too close to him even like like
0: Secret uh, service would be all over this guy.
1: That's, that's the like, other part let go of, of the president, please. E- exactly. That's <laughs> the only thing about this one scene that I have a problem with is the secret service would never have allowed this meeting to, to unfold. Like either, like they'd have to be in the room with him. One, yeah. one agent would have to be actually there uh, overseeing this.
0: Right. And, um, so now the president is like, wow, this is one of the most refreshing conversations I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> you dipshit! And he goes and he gives a speech, and he like mentions Chauncey in the speech, saying how
1: amazing this person is. I quote uh, <laughs> a friend, Chauncey Gardner. You know, <laughs> uh, and 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 while they were when he was walking out of like Ben's library, he like said to his uh, his staff, um he looks at his chief of staff and is like, "I want everything you have on Chauncey Gardner. I want I want right. names. I want his background. Everything, right? You know, and." Which makes sense. Yeah, exactly. I need to know
0: who this guy is. Yes. I I like what he said. Yes. And I need to know who I'm conflating with. Right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And from this point on, like, no one, it's kind of a through line through the rest of the movie. Like, they're trying to find out who he is. Nobody can find out any information on him. The FBI, CIA, the Washington Post can't find anything. Nobody can find any information on Chauncey Gardner. First off, they got a bad name. Yeah. Yeah, but um, the, they, so they can't find anything. They're off the
1: scent already. The
0: only thing the the Secret Service can find is that. He has nice suits that were made in a certain place at a certain time?
1: Cuz they stole like fibers from one of his suits yeah. when they were getting him ready for the TV show. Yeah. Um I, I think that like somebody walks out with like uh they 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 take the glass he was drinking out yeah, of and they, they try take, to get a print.
0: Yeah, they take the water glass he had yes. like, Yeah.
1: And then they they like I guess uh, like got some of the 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 lint from his from his suit and they analyzed it and found oh this <laughs> suit was made in like, you know, uh some other country in 1926 yeah and um and the the company is now you know defunct that's all they know right
0: um, so now they think like is this guy like a secret agent or yeah. like what's going on right like, right
1: exactly they, no they, he's just an abused child i know that's right. all he is right and you know just like just like in our everyday society abused children exist all over the place and you it's not just rich people who neglect them and ignore them. Um, I mean, our programs that we've, you know, the, the the people who we've elected into office don't do anything to to help them either. No. Um, they're they're they go unseen. Speaking of abused children, right now, there's a scene
0: when uh, Shirley McLean is showing them the garden they have here. She's like, "We have over two thousand roses." Which, how how do you need that many roses? Come on, <laughs> you don't. Anyway, yeah, I
1: know, right.
0: And that's the gardener's house. Ugh. They have a house because they have to live there. There's yeah. so much to do. Exactly. But um, Chance says to her, young plants, uh, he says, I like to watch the young plants grow. Young plants do much better if a person helps them, which is him. If his dad would have helped him. Yes, of course. If of uh, course society would have helped him, yep. he would have done much better. Yes. He would have been able to grow but he wasn't. He was neglected.
1: Yeah, my gosh, it's so freaking sad. I, 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 just every and every time you you're reminded of that, you you realize you know what a victim chance is. Right. Yeah. Um, and and you're you're glad that he's like being given some reprieve from his victimhood in life. Yeah. But at the same time, he's gonna be in over his head. This this ruse is going to die at some point. They're going to find out. It, yeah. It know. will.
0: It will. Maybe it will end with the downfall of the current system.
1: Well, and in that way, yeah, <laughs> chance is a major hero, yes, you know, he is. because it's like, oh my gosh, you know, like the emperor had no clothes after all, and everybody realizes it. Yeah, yep. you know.
0: And I find it funny that the metaphor I just mentioned is an actual metaphor for chance in yes. his life, but everyone else in this movie is taking all these other gardening sentences as <laughs> metaphors, and they're not. I know. I, right? I find it so ironic. <laughs> um, and I don't think that's. N- not intended. I think that is intended that they're they're in here like this. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. And then it is kind of deliberately obtuse. Yeah. You know, and that you have to uh, like, you know, kind of leach it out of you have to leach the metaphor out of, of what they're presenting yeah, to right.
0: you. And then Eve finds out about she's pressing them for question for answers on like oh well who's louise and all this like, yes because she's obviously interested <laughs> she's like oh i thought it was your wife right or something right yeah okay
1: <laughs> and like i, I it's weird because like right away i never the first time i saw this movie i never worried about like ben finding out about eve's attraction to chance i just assumed I didn't in either. that moment that like when i first i was like I bet Ben is sanctioning this. I bet he's totally cool with his younger wife taking up with a man. Yeah, she's you know? probably
0: at least thirty years younger than Absolutely, him. Absolutely, yes. Um, and there is a scene though when he he says that to her. He's like, "I can tell you're you're infatuated with them." Oh yeah, right. And that's okay. Yep, that's yeah, fine with me.
1: I just realized, yeah, Shirley McLean would have been in short pants when when uh, Tonight or <laughs> Never came out. So <laughs> probably, that, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, man.
0: Well, good on you, Chance. Exactly. You got Shirley yeah, McLean. Absolutely, there you yes. Go. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> nice work. All that intended effort. <laughs> but now because the president mentioned his name on television yes. during his speech, right. everyone's reaching out to him. Like the Washington Post calls to talk to him. This is the phone call we were talking about yeah. where, where he's doing like yoga on
1: the TV <laughs> while he's on the phone. I mean, and like, it's because he's <laughs> in addition to all the the hospital staff and and all of like the 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 people who are just like serving food and the cooks and everything else and the um the the the, the they don't have a gardener they have a staff of gardeners mm-hmm. they've also got like a, a working like office oh area. oh my gosh yeah there's peop- like twelve
0: secretaries
1: yes. in yes and they're all taking calls and one of them has a phone call for 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 Chauncey Gardner mm-hmm. and he takes this call and he's. <laughs> At one point, he just puts the receiver down to to like to to, to watch better the do the yoga, right? Because his other hand, he needs his other hand. He's got to have it, right? Because he has to do this move. <laughs> and, <laughs> and meanwhile, you hear the guy on the other end of the line going, oh, yeah, Mister Mister Gardner, you know."
0: Oh man, it's, it's great too because he doesn't break eye contact no. with the television the entire time,
1: right? Right. <laughs> and and the lady who handed him the phone, like the the uh, the secretary she's seeing all this and she doesn't think it's strange. Yeah. Like, because I guess like if Ben says this guy's a genius, then he must be right. So this is part of that behavior. Right.
0: Yeah. And, and when he first answers the phone, he doesn't say anything. He <laughs> just holds it to his ear and doesn't <laughs> yeah. say anything. Yeah, he
1: does. Yeah. Cause he doesn't understand he doesn't, know what to do. It's, right.
0: <laughs> it, it's a telephone. What's that? He's like, is he on this phone? Is he on that phone? <laughs> it, yeah, it's pretty funny, dude.
1: I think he's probably seen phone calls on TV, right? But he doesn't know how it works. But he, yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got that
0: phone call, and then he gets a phone call from the Gary Burns show. It's like a you know, late night talk show, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yes, I've been on TV." <laughs> and so they get him on the show because he's it's TV. He's he's I've seen that show. <laughs> yeah. So he goes on the show. And he's interviewing him, and he's talk- He's like, well, all right, well, what do you think about uh, the president's policy on the economy? And Chauncey doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, right? right and he right. goes, which one? <laughs> and everyone thinks he means, oh, he keeps flip-flopping his ideas. Uh-huh. What a jerk. Yes. And now he's pointing it out in public <sighs> that the president is a buffoon. No, once again, everyone is reading it wrong because he doesn't know which thing he's even talking about right
1: right I mean and he goes into the intense gardening thing again yes and Gary Burns you know like somehow finds it finds profundity in it I, he does. I, I
0: mean and then what kind of gardener are you I'm a very serious gardener, very Gary. serious gardener, <laughs> Gary.
1: <laughs> it's a weird thing to say, and uh, and then they they cut back to like you know the the mansion and like Eve and Ben are watching with their staff and and Robert is watching the doctor, yeah, um, and they're all you know as as usual really impressed by by, <laughs> by Chauncey, <laughs> and uh, and like he's now a national sensation, right. Yes. Um, you know, <laughs> he he went on Gary Burns and and I guess like spoke so what he there was so much truth in what he said that he is now like just the toast of Washington.
0: Right. Because he believed what he said. Right. And everyone can tell when you believe what you're saying. Right. And right. they're like, wow,
1: this guy's the real deal. I like you, <laughs> Chauncey. You're direct. You know, everyone says that to him. Yeah. Like, yeah. And and he just, doesn't know what they mean. No, he, does, he has no clue. He's just standing there smiling as they put their arm around him and like lead him over to another area. You yep. Know?
0: And there's another thing during this interview, Louise is watching it, his his old maid from yes. his father's house, yes. is watching it with her friends. Like,
1: I raised that guy. Like, <laughs> that guy is an idiot. Yes. Like, calling it out. She says he has rice pudding between the ears. <laughs> yes. And that... And you know, like she has, she makes a point too about like whiteness being a ticket to success in mm-hmm. America. Yep. And she makes that description, and it fits so many powerful people in both Washington and corporate America. I can't even appreciate the humor anymore. <laughs> right. I mean, like so many, our stupidest or most objectionable citizens often have the most power. Um, yep. And to call it rice pudding between the ears is like you know that that's actually <laughs> complimentary. I mean, like these people, they're they're, yeah. Just absolute shit for brains. Yep, you know. Yep, and I guess
0: oh, it's funny because he didn't even try to do anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> these no. other rich and powerful people see the next one of them. That's true. And they're he's he's in the club now.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? I know. I know we, they, they, they think he's one of them. We've or,
0: got the tickets and here's one.
1: Yes. Or, or they think he's even like their God, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they, they well, mistake him for, for that. Quite you literally know? at the
0: end, yes. they mistake him for a Messiah that, of some kind. That, that,
1: that, that is true. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> oh man. But it's funny. Cause she's just sitting there <laughs> and saying, she says, all you've got to be is white in America to get whatever you want. <sighs>
1: Which. Not one hundred percent true, right? But it right. might be ninety nine percent true. It, 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 there's a lot of truth to what yeah. she's saying. Yes, um, it's not the exact ticket, but it certainly helps. Yes, it does. You know, and
0: man, yeah. <laughs> and and that's one of the on the nose things with the of movie. Course, like they're just right. spelling it out straight right there. Right. Like once again, you can gleam it from other things that are happening in the movie. But yes, that's just we're going to slap you in the face with this. Which I said earlier, I
1: do like it. Me too. I like how upfront it is right it, yeah I, I like that it doesn't it, it it lets you know how it feels about stuff Yep, you know and and also like i i've i thought about um you know our society is so dedicated now to computerized data i start to think about if a chauncey gardner situation could ever exist today i guess it could in some fashion
0: i guess I, if you I, had like some kind of water birth in your house yeah. in a bathtub and no right. one knows about it. Maybe. Right. I don't know. Yeah.
1: If the only, if, and yeah. there was no proof of, yeah. of the water birth and like, you've never been to school um, yeah. and you never like were employed anywhere. So there's no, there's no record of it. I guess you could manage to be off the radar. Um It would right. be really tough, but I mean, yeah, it, it, it could happen. Yeah. Um. And, and if it did, that usually means like we we're talking about before something, something, Something terrible happened. Like, you're being abused. It's horrible, you know?
0: Yep. And now, not only did Louise see him on TV, but, like, the president sees him on TV and is upset. Yeah. His his wife is trying to, like, get frisky with him, and he can't do it because he's so upset. (laughs) And
1: (laughs) are we to believe that he's now rendered impotent by Chauncey's, uh, like... I don't think he. I don't think it's like a permanent affliction. Okay. I think he just mentally
0: can't even think about that right now. Okay. He's just so fixated on how Chauncey threw him under the bus.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that's right. Chauncey threw him under the bus, and the president thought that he had impressed Chauncey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He he hurt his feelings. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Exactly.
0: (laughs) I never even thought about that before. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) I've said the, the humor is very leveled out in Uh this, right? It's like, but it's very layered too. And, um, it's just perfectly mixed into things. Yeah, and this is one of those. Inter- I never even thought about that. That that is so funny, Dave. I, I mean, because the fact that his feelings are hurt. Exactly. I never even thought about. Yeah, because like you're
1: right. It, it is. It is um, like like a different level of humor. But the idea of like little POTUS on the ground, <laughs> like like crying because someone hurt his <laughs> feelings. You know that that's awesome. Right. That's
0: just funny. Right. <laughs> his sexy first lady's trying to 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 you know uh-huh. have a good time with them. Exactly. And he can't do it. Because Chauncey Gardner hurt his feelings.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. And he's probably scared. This guy's going to take my job. Yeah. This guy's going to take my job. Everybody like feels
1: like... <laughs> man, w- when I found out, kind of like, uh, what a... I mean, politics and the executive level of corporate America is like a viper pit, you know? Yeah. And everyone is so convinced that everyone else has an agenda, you know? They're right. always gunning for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you could conceivably be talking to someone that has no idea what's happening, and you mistake them for something more than they are. Like with Chauncey, mm-hmm. I mean, and it doesn't even have to be Chauncey. It could be me walking in there. If if I'm introduced as as some kind of player, they're gonna think, th- th- yeah, you know, that I'm I'm something to to be reckoned with. Yeah, like just because just that the the this powerful person said that I'm somebody, so you know I must be somebody. Yeah. And instead of like, you know, kind of saying, well, maybe I should take that person to lunch and we could just talk about life or whatever, and maybe become friends. No, I need to get rid of him.
0: Walk around Vienna all night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Now now that I, they, they need to be rid of me, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or they're, they're scared of me and they think that like, um, I'm going to take their job. (laughs) Um, and they, um, like, yeah. And they get their feelings hurt. (laughs) People suck. Dave. They sure do. People exactly. suck. Yes, um, and I mean, I, I maybe, maybe if if they weren't like, I, I guess when you get to that level, you always think someone's going to take it away from you, so you become a paranoid asshole.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know, and I mean, Eve and Ben think this is amazing on TV. Yes, Chauncey's yeah. watching it in his limo on the way back home, right. and he changes the he channel the because channel. he's so bored.
1: Exactly, <laughs> he, he's he's seen enough. <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> I think that's a wonderful touch that they throw in there because. He doesn't think anything of it, right, right? Right, What else is on?
1: Dude. And and, and that's the great thing, too. That's the great thing about this movie is that, like, we get to see, like, a, a smattering of 70s television. Oh, uh, yeah. Tons uh, of it, actually. Man, it's so good. And the Basketball Jones thing we already mentioned. That um, made
0: me so happy.
1: There's that great, like, uh, Washington Post commercial. Um, it's like, it's like, dun, 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 <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, man, Washington Post, that used to be something yeah, before with Bezos freaking bought it. Yep. Um, and then... There was a, a, a Gatorade commercial where the guy is drinking it out of a glass yeah, bottle. Yeah, it's a was, glass bottle. Can you imagine such luxury? A you know, Gatorade know everyone a glass drinks bottle? this? <laughs> yes, <laughs> right.
0: Glass bottles of Gatorade. Yeah. I never even thought of that I, in my life. It's,
1: it's science fiction, dude. <laughs> it's fake. Yes. <laughs> never happened. <laughs>
0: oh, man. Yeah. So Eve uh, is really, really horny for Chauncey now. Yeah. <laughs> Because she saw him do this amazing performance on television. The world is changing Mm -hmm. and she's got a chance to be with him. Yeah. So she goes into his bedroom after she kissed him once before already in the hallway. Right. right? Like, so she goes into his bedroom and he's sitting there watching like Mr. Rogers or something. It is Mr. Rogers. And he has breakfast (laughs) or, or something on a tray. Right. And he's just sitting up with his pillow on his back watching children's programming And she comes in in, like, this nightgown and tries to seduce him. And, you know, it's not working because it's Chance the Gardener. And she's not taking no for an answer. And she's being kind of subtle about it, right? Mm. She's not being very forceful. But eventually she, like, sits down and, like, gets
1: on him and starts kissing him really hard. It becomes forceful because, like she just like grabs his head and like clutches it and puts it to her chest yeah. and then starts kissing him really hard. Mm-hmm. And when she gets to his lips, it's great acting by Peter Sellers to not kiss Shirley MacLaine back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the most difficult
0: performance <laughs> of my career good Lord,
1: you know, <laughs> um, but like he manages to, he chance doesn't know what sex is. He has no idea. Right. Um, I mean,
0: I think he's seen kissing and stuff, Yeah, but on television in the 70s, you didn't
1: see much. I mean, well, we'll, we'll see later in, in the yeah. next scene what, what happens when he does see kissing. Right. He can emulate it, yep. um, and he can pretend that he's doing it because he's just, all he knows is, I mean, when yeah. he's watching Mr. Rogers, he is Mr. Rogers. Yeah. You know, so if they play the Thomas Crown Affair when, when Shirley MacLaine first walked in, right. then maybe they would have gone at it. Yeah. I don't know. Right. You know? What if they played The Apartment?
0: <laughs>
1: I understand. <laughs>
0: oh my god! Um, but anyway, she she realizes he's not kissing back. Yeah, and she thinks, "Oh my god, he's not kissing me back because he respects Ben too much." Once again, reading into things you that know, don't exist. She's giving him so much credit. Chauncey, I'm so glad. Thank you, thank you. I, one kiss, I would have just opened up. And he says, "I'm glad you didn't open, Eve."
1: <sighs> and and she takes him like she mistakes him for being so gallant, right? You know, um, like he rejected me. What a to, real to gentleman. Me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Eve, come on now, dude. I mean, good lord, I know. I, you know she's so. Like she's so unbelievably besotted with this guy that that she she can't understand that he doesn't know what what kissing is. Now, now she loves him even more. It's wow, <laughs> it's so I, you good. know. <laughs> and, and like I said before, I mean, like this this is gonna break someday. Yeah, it, it's gonna come out. Right. You know, and hopefully it's not after they've been down the right. You know, at the altar. Yeah.
0: You know, I think there. The, I mentioned a moment when. He does get look a little emotional. I think this, the very end, he has a tiny bit of like emotion on his face. I think yeah, after she leaves the room and he's watching the TV, but he looks a little shook
1: up almost. Right, but it's not too much. It's just barely anything there, and it's part of Peter Sellers' performance. I think is like he yep. can he can be subtle enough that there's almost something perceptible, but but not yep. quite. Yeah, you
0: know? it's definitely intended. Yes, because. He's a little boy, right? Yeah. That's how he was described earlier. he will always be a little boy is right. what Louise said. Imagine a, a boy being assaulted kind of like that. Yep. He has no comprehension of what happened. Right. So he's scared.
1: And it's a disabled little boy. Yeah. You know, he recovers quickly because he still has television to, you know, like keep him company. Right. Yeah. And, that, and that's, he's trained himself for 50 years to, to you know, bounce back. But like, yeah. you know, still he, he, he is still, he is reeling from what just happened.
0: Yeah. And the next scene they go to the ball because Ben can't go. Cause he, his health is just too bad. Right. So he wants Chauncey to go with Eve to the ball and Eve is super excited because they get to go on a date, Yeah. you know, and Chauncey just goes with the flow. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But uh, she takes him there, and she's looking like an 11 out of 10 at the ball. Absolutely. She's just like a movie star. She's Shirley MacLaine. Yeah, man. And she's introducing him to everybody. Everybody loves, oh, it's Chauncey. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Chauncey Gardner. And he has to talk to, like, the Russian delegate or something, Vladimir. Yeah, it's a Russian ambassador. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's sitting there with a guy from Russia, and they're talking about, like, Russian poetry and stuff. And it's just... Him sitting there saying, I understand. And not saying anything. No, no. And he, the Russian ambassador thinks that Chauncey can speak Russian. And and
1: it's <laughs> it's quite a leap to make. It is. <laughs> and he, somehow Chauncey convinces he's like, him. He's like, I knew, I knew it. I knew you could. Because, yeah, he, he says something about, and you speak Russian. And Chauncey doesn't say anything. He just looks at him. And he, he goes, I look- thought so. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, let him speak. <laughs> Just, just let this guy talk, and you'll figure out who he is. <laughs> no, but we're also self-important and can't <laughs> let anyone else talk. No, exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> but uh, man, but like everyone around, it, even not around Chauncey, everyone there's like, oh, Chauncey, that's Chauncey Gardner, Chauncey Gardner. Chauncey oh Gardner. My god, yeah. And like Eve is like talking to this other like woman. And she's like, oh my God, Eve, just keep me away from him. Keep yes. me away from him yes. because I can't help myself. They, they talk it's about like, how sexy oh he is. Oh my God. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like the farce is just getting larger and larger. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. And, and most of the time at this ball, it's just, it's kind of a, it's a great, it's not a montage, but it's a series of scenes in which Chauncey is like just standing somewhere (laughs) smiling while someone, while people are talking to him and around him. Yeah. And he comes off as, you know, incredibly erudite and sophisticated. Yeah. Um while well, not saying a word or saying his <laughs> his standard responses of I understand. Right. <laughs> or at one point he's offered a six figure advance to write a book with a
0: ghostwriter and <laughs> and Chauncey says, I can't write. And he goes, Well, that's why we got the ghostwriter. Exactly, he, yes. He's like, Well, I can't read. He's like, Well we'll hire someone to read it. You don't I know you don't got time to read. I don't have time to read either. I <laughs> yeah. no
1: people never read. That's it's a it's a real shame, Chauncey.
0: Yeah. And at one point he tells the reporters that he doesn't read the papers. Yes. He watches TV. <laughs> and everyone's like, Wow, that's so refreshing the man who has the strength to stand up right. to the papers. Like right. Yes yeah.
1: I know, I know. And and like <laughs> and and the the reporter who does make that, that declaration about like, you know, oh, it's so brave to like, you know, have someone say that they, they don't read the paper. I mean, like that is a brave statement and, and it's something that like no powerful person no. You know, would, at that time would have like, you know, admitted to. No. And Eve is just like, oh, I've never seen when someone handle the press like you, Chauncey. <laughs> <laughs> you <know? laughs> and she's right. But like, he doesn't know what he just did yep um yeah oh my god and the 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 last part of his his evening at this ball is he's propositioned by this by this dude that's
0: my favorite part he gets so good dude (laughs) chauncey says i've been here all my life and the guy goes where have you been all my life i wish i knew the character's name or the actor (laughs) yeah and then then he asks him he asked chauncey have you ever had sex with a man? And Chauncey, I mean, he just still has that blank look like because he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know what sex with a man is. No. He doesn't know what sex with a woman is. Right. He doesn't know anything. He says, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy says, well, we can go upstairs. And Chauncey says, is there a TV upstairs? I like to watch. And the guy's face like lights up. And yeah. he's like, ooh. You like to watch. Wait here. I'll go get Warren. <laughs> so he's going to have a three-way up yeah. here with these guys. Dude. Yes.
1: It's so awesome. And and dude, and like, <laughs> man, I, I guess Eve must have come in and like, oh, there you are. Yeah, Johnson, he probably got know? pulled away yeah, by exactly. someone else who wants to fawn on him. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> this dude and Warren went left are left wanting. I know, man. They got to do solo. <laughs> well, one-on-one, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, they have each other. They'll be all right.
0: <laughs> yeah they're fine yes <laughs> but chauncey ruined their night you know by going back
1: with eve and you know? is it is it this night that that uh the next scene between um eve and and chance happens i think it's
0: this evening it is when it, they get home from i the ball. think it is it could be the next evening I, i'm not sure okay but also during this event that they're at like there's a bunch of scenes intercut of like the FBI trying to investigate oh, yeah, yeah, and right, like yes. the papers and oh, then yes. like, uh, Dr. Robert. And like, this is where you get, um, the guys from the thing together. Cause they yeah. both, <laughs> they both know like what's up with this guy and they're talking to each other and everyone's trying to figure out what's going on with this guy. All kind of being stuck in between these little like scenes you were talking about at yes. the ball.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's kind of interspersed. You're right. Um, and, and it's, it, it's, that's a cool way to actually, um, have the, have that part, um, uh, to show that part yeah is to 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 like juxtapose it with with him being at the ball like impressing everyone meanwhile there's this nationwide manhunt and no one knows who he is yes and they can't lay a glove on him at one point i think the president wants his standard file yeah and
0: like um i don't they give him like two sentences yes <laughs> <You know>? yes
1: <laughs> they have nothing except for that stuff we mentioned earlier about his suits someone mentions like he's being investigated by 16 countries now yeah which is just a bunch of made-up shit like they 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 gave the president a a bullshit report
0: you know um i believe it though i believe it 16 countries are like who's this guy that the president is talking uh, about we're gonna investigate yeah 16 countries of the most powerful countries i'm sure around the world can't find anything on this guy i guess he was
1: yeah he was on gary burns and i'm sure everybody at that time like they yeah interpol must now have a file on this guy right yeah wow it's
0: half a sheet. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) yeah because the president says because he has a report on the guy's life
1: he's like this started yesterday yeah yeah (laughs) right exactly And, and it's just man it's so it's so tantalizing the idea of like being able to not exist you know like if if i could not not live the life of chauncey but like if i could be who i am now and pretend to pass myself off as as like this and no <laughs> one can figure out like my uh my my mask you know i can i could, could never be found out you could do a mr ripley i mean yeah exactly i i geez i yeah i have to develop a talent for forging <laughs> signatures <laughs> you have to and, be talented yes yeah. exactly, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got that on my to-do list dude <laughs> It
0: helps to look like Matt Damon. Yes,
1: and, and to, to be able to like like kind of morph your way into Jude Law at times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, that would be a great superpower to have. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Eve uh just can't stand it anymore. And she's gotta have him.
1: It, it's it's overpowering now. <laughs> yeah. Um and so she comes into his room in that in now a black like penwa or whatever yeah. and like she just throws herself at him. Yeah and luckily for her he was watching the thomas crown affair
0: <laughs> there is passionate swirling kisses yes. happening on the television so she, as they're spitting and kissing he keeps opening his, his eyes to look at the television uh-huh. with every pass yes
1: of <laughs> it's, course it's great it's it's pretty good stuff and and like he's convincingly kissing her but then the the love scene on the tv ends and that's where chances uh like moves. Yeah, he he kind of stops. He yeah. just stops. Just completely like pulls away. And, you know, like Eve doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like everybody else, just like everyone who who Chauncey comes into contact with, she mistakes, you know, what he says <laughs> for something else. <laughs> yep. And she he says, I like to watch Eve. Yep. Talking and about the TV. Just talking about television. Yeah. And he turns back to the television set and Eve like jumps to <laughs> She jumps to a conclusion. conclusion. Yes. That what he wants is to watch her pleasure herself. <laughs> I mean, I don't think a scene like this of Eve performing for chance has been attempted in a studio movie since this one. Um not that I can think of.
0: I, th- not off the top of my head, I maybe I'm sure there's something. Th- but there's, there's, yeah. I'm
1: sure I'm missing something. Yeah. But like it's not explicit, but it is very daring. Yeah. I mean, you know, it,
0: she is performing. Yes. And I would say it's realistic. You're it, not seeing anything. Right. But she is making the sounds you would expect. She's moving in ways you would expect. And yeah. She's on that bearskin rug. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and she's holding Chauncey's foot with one hand <laughs> as he's watching
1: the television. And she's writhing on the floor. She's on the
0: floor, like half tucked under
1: the bed because she
0: rolled that way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And she's just like, and as she's doing this, um, a yoga program comes on. And (laughs) when she lets go of his foot, we see Chance on the bed. (laughs) doing a handstand because that's what's going on on TV. Meanwhile, she's on the floor, like almost finished. And then when she actually does climax, she's just like totally spent and laying there going, Oh my God, Chauncey. Oh my Lord. You know, um, I had no idea. And, and jeez, Yeah. And luckily she doesn't see what he's doing. Right. Right. You yeah. Know? And like when he, he pulls his leg away, she's like,
0: Chauncey, Chauncey, where are you going? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I, Think she climaxes like a second later. Like it's, it's. I think it's a wonderfully designed scene.
1: Oh, I agree. Yeah. It's 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 a real tour de force, you know. Because I mean, like, I can't imagine anyone of her of Shirley MacLaine's stature. Yeah. You know, yeah. like agreeing to do this. Yeah. Um. It it's the reason Lawrence Olivier turned down the role of Chance. He really? didn't want to do this scene. Oh come on,
0: you know. He only wanted to do stuff like that in real life.
1: <laughs> well, like, you know, yeah. I okay. mean, of course, which is, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess he was, it, it would have been too much, like, because I mean, when you're acting against this scene too, yeah. like the the uh, Shirley MacLaine on the floor, you're, you're now like, okay, I'm going to look away and I'm yeah. just going to like, and because I mean, even though you don't see any of her nakedness, um, she's still pretending that she's in the throes of ecstasy and she's pretending to masturbate in front of people right you know uh, that's that's it's something exactly that's not easy to contend with as the other actor
0: right you know we often talk about alternate castings on the show and possibilities yes after having peter sellers do this i cannot see anyone else doing it no let alone laurence olivier
1: I know it would have been all wrong. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's impossible to even like it's it's hard to even picture him in the role. Yeah, in, it, in any scene.
0: Yeah, I can't see it at all, dude. Right. Um. So she's just had the best night of her life <laughs> because of Chauncey Gardner. Yes. <laughs> and now the next day, Ben is dying finally, <laughs> right. and he's refusing to get more treatment because is now's the time, and I've learned. That uh, I've learned all I need to know about life from Chauncey Gardner <laughs> these wow. last few days.
1: Yeah, you know it. <laughs> I, you know it's a it's it's a gr- I'm glad he's learning a lesson. Yeah. Um, it, it's very it's very nice that, that he has uh, gotten something out of his out of knowing this man.
0: Yeah, and he tells Chauncey. It I find it funny. Chauncey's the one who comes to his deathbed. Yeah, like Eve doesn't go. No one else goes. I'm sure there's a thousand people in this house that know him better. Yes, of course. (laughs) But he tells him, you know, take care of Eve. She's a delicate flower, which is probably the best thing you could say to him because it's a plant related thing. And
1: he didn't know it, but he somehow like he intuited it that 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 was the, that was the comparison to make.
0: Right. You know, and, and he passes away in this scene.
1: And the night before when the doctor had uh, met with the lawyer and in the thing scene we mentioned. Yeah. Copper um, and Palmer met up yes, at that bar. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh they he, he was going to come home and reveal everything he'd heard about about Chance. Right. And he decided not to. Um because like he saw that Ben was in like in no condition to hear this truth at that moment and also maybe just out of the kindness of his heart. And in this in this moment where where Ben is dying, Robert he's moved by chance finally. Um, and he's no longer suspicious of him. He Mm -hmm. knows the truth about him, but instead of revealing it, he's going to let it happen because he realizes that like chance is, um, he's in no way malicious. He's not pretending to be someone else. He's not doing any of this intentionally. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's the one time we see real emotion from Peter Sellers. Yep. This is Um,
0: the scene we've been alluding to. Yes. Um, he's actually tearing up. Uh, there's tears coming down his face. He's not, like, bawling his eyes out or anything, but, you know, when you're trying to hold back tears, but yeah. they're still kind of coming? Yep. It's it's that kind of a performance. Right. Um, And you, he's still kind of got that, like, uh, dead-eyed look almost, but with the tears and the redness, yeah. and he's almost quivering a little, too, you, you haven't seen this from him. And I I don't know if he's ever done this before maybe he's never cried like this in his life right because he, he has drawn um, like a relation to his own father to Ben like he re, he even said earlier he reminds me of the old man yeah because they were both rich old white dudes that were dying in their bed <laughs> yes you know exactly. but literally right reminds me of him. I guess he kind of equates Eve to Louise because yeah. it's the woman in the house he asked Eve earlier are you going to leave when Ben dies because that's what Louise did when the man upstairs died. So
1: that's all he knows. Right. And, and Louise had told him, like, we're shutting down the house. You right. Know? And so he's he's always been, like, since he's been over at Eve and Ben's house, he's always said, like, is, is Eve going to shut down the house when Ben dies? Right. And because he doesn't understand that Eve is not the same as Louise.
0: Right. You know. And she tells him, no, I'm not. I'm not. Right. And so he's comforted by that. Yes. And so Ben dies and basically said, take care of Eve. Yep. you know she's yours. Yep. she she wants you, and you can have her if you want.
1: And I bet that Ben yeah. like made sure there was provisions in his will. To oh like, yeah, you know, he make probably sure. wrote
0: those up exactly. That night he was taking care of selling his stocks. Off. Yes, like, yes, exactly. I'm just like trimming the chaff before yep. you know I bite the big <laughs> one. That way Eve doesn't have to deal with it. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so sell a he sells like a million shares of like Exxon Mobil or some crap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like really, dude. Oh. Uh, uh,
0: that's the bullshit stock you're selling.
1: Yeah, ex- exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yes, yes. It's pretty funny. Uh,
0: <sighs> yep. Um, but yeah, he's. I think he gets emotional because he's afraid that it's happening to him again. Right. Because this just happened a couple days ago, literally yeah, to him. <laughs> I know. And now he's here again, and he's actually witnessing the man die. Right. And he's afraid for what's going to happen, even though Eve assured him we're not getting rid of the house or anything. Yep. We're not shutting down.
1: Well, and and i i think i think as he walks away he he understands that that he's not going to be passed yes. out and the doctor has the, the the moment too of the uh he repeats the i understand line um because he asked chauncey you know like like well how are you feeling and and mm-hmm. and i don't remember exactly what chauncey's I, I wish i could remember the dialogue but it ends with the doctor saying i understand he says it just like chauncey does yeah and, um, I think it's like, obviously that he's, he's understanding that like, uh, he needs to live life the way chance does, you yeah. know, um, to savor things and, um, not be quite so, uh, paranoid all the time about like, you know, what everybody else is doing. Right. Um,
0: appreciate it, the simple things in life. Of course. You know, exactly. don't worry about all this craziness around yes. you. Yes. Don't get caught up in all this political bullshit.
1: I mean, it's so much, and it, and it's like, it dominates so many people's lives, and e- even if you're not, even if you're not working, and it, it dominates your thoughts and feelings. Because I mean, my God, I, I can't put my freaking phone down most of the time, So it's <laughs> I'm just you know inundated with it. So I I need to take some lessons from Chauncey as well. Yeah, you know, um, pick up
0: gardening as a hobby. I, I I've actually thought about doing that. I yeah. don't have anywhere to do a garden though. So right
1: right. I mean I I've i i mow the lawn every two every week you know during, yeah, during the right. mowing season that's about as close i get to gardening <laughs> but like that's that's uh that's not as as relaxing as i think what, what chauncey makes it sound i mean like, right. like he's talking about like really cultivating and tilling the soil and i i just you know it's unthinkable to me to do that stuff
0: yeah i, I can't do it right so i can't even keep a, a house plant alive i
1: know i know exactly i
0: do not have a green thumb no it's like a brown yes. purple poisonous dead thumb exactly yeah it's, yes. it's not good it's useless but now we get a funeral ben's funeral the president is giving his eulogy yeah that's how important this guy ben rand was
1: <sighs>
0: the president of the united states the active sitting president of the united states <laughs> is giving this eulogy yes yes
1: uh it's a big deal i and... wonder
0: who was his supporter <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes i know right um and he and as the as the president is giving this this, you know, very powerful speech, um, like the six pallbearers are walking away with the coffin. And we find out that these guys aren't just friends of Ben. They are like his handlers. Mm-hmm. And um, they're talking about, you know, what's going to become of, of I what we're going to do. What, exactly. What's our plan? Yes. Um, and they work with the president as well. And they are talking about installing Chauncey. <laughs> <laughs> high up in the government yes i think they're
0: thinking of a few names and they're like no we can't do that right our, our best option is chauncey gardner we have to hold on to our presidency is what they say yes yes <laughs> our one and only chance is chauncey gardner and like they're they're whispering to each other as right. they're carrying the coffin up to the final resting area <laughs> And Chauncey walked away from the funeral because he got fucking bored, probably. Exactly. It's not a TV.
1: Yeah. He doesn't understand
0: what this is. He walks to the lake on the property and he's like flicks a rock or something. He's got a stick and he starts walking on the water, like out into the middle of the lake, a lot farther than you should be able to walk. Right. You know? And he is literally walking on water like Jesus. Yes. And as that's showing. These people are saying he's our one and only chance. <laughs> <laughs> do they actually say chance? They do. They do. Our one and only chance right. is Chauncey Gardner, which right. is pretty funny. I'm sure that's intentional.
1: And before he walked out onto the water, he he tended to like a, a, a sapling that had been crushed by a dead tree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he moves the, the, the log and he, he like starts to, to pick up, you know, the, the very small tree and he, and he like, you know, puts some, some roots around it. And he like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. put some, uh, like yeah. put some water there. And then that's when he walks out on the, on the lake and, and I, it this obviously it's an enigmatic scene, you know, that, right. that where I, we don't know what this means is, are they saying that chance is an it, angel? I, I, you know, it's, obvi- it's the only fantastical moment yes. in the film. Right. Right. Um,
0: And I feel, I don't think he's an angel. I think it's just that these people literally are seeing him as their savior
1: now. Yeah. And
0: it's like, it's a Christian metaphor. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: I guess the practical thing is that like they're, they're worried about the reelectability of Jack Warden in the next election year. Yeah. And they, they don't think they're going to be able to like, you know, like have him, he's not second term worthy. So they're going to. Right. Yeah. Put everything behind chance. And they know everybody loves chance.
0: Right. Excuse me, Chauncey. Yes, yeah, so what, what they perceive <laughs> him as Chauncey. President Gardner.
1: President Chauncey Gardner, yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're, I'm glad they end it where they do because I don't want to see day two. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> see what the happens.
0: The funny thing is, the, though, like, yeah, what's going to happen? Like you said, I, this is all going to, this is a yeah, house of cards, it, man. It is. It, it is. will is. come crumbling down. Yeah. And. I know. It's going to happen soon (laughs) because this can't last. I can't believe it lasted this long. I know. Like
1: maybe three or four days (laughs) at the most. (laughs) I guess when it all does come crashing down, what would have to happen is no one could lose face. So they could never let it out. that They were duped. That's what I think. So they would either have him killed or they'd put him somewhere. They'd like put him in the mansion and have him tend the garden. Yeah. You know. That, that, that could be, and and they make sure that he's cared for and stuff, but he's like always under secret service and SWAT team surveillance. Yeah. You know, like no one can ever like breach the, the, the perimeter of this mansion.
0: Right. They, they'd have to come up with a plan because yes. they figured out and they can't have egg on their face. Like you right. said. Right. Because then they just look like idiots. Yes. Because they are.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> so they'd pretend that he died.
0: Right. Or you maybe know. they'll come up with some story like, oh, he had a rapid onset dementia or yes. something. Yes, and like, exactly. And yes. now he's forced to just tend the garden. Yes. Like. They'll figure something out. They always do. Yep, yep. <laughs> they gotta keep the machine going. Yeah, that's right, dude. Who else can we feed into this cog? <laughs> no one better but Chauncey Gardner. Yes, exactly. And then you get the credits, but there's a blooper over the credits, which just seems so out of place.
1: This is the kind of the weakest moment of the film. I, I think.
0: think. It, I think it's the only thing
1: I would change. Is I know. Don't don't show this blooper because it it's like right as we're kind of like um, they don't let it breathe. Right. You You don't,
0: it goes to black and then
1: right back in. Right. And it's a funny blooper. It is funny. On its own. It's, (laughs) it's so, it's so funny to, cause I mean, (laughs) earlier in the movie, when, when, when they were in this, like that, that makeshift hospital at Ben's house, like they wanted to have Chauncey get some x-rays and the doctor who's tending to him is an African-American man. Right. And so Chauncey sees him. And decides now is the time to give him that message about Raphael. Yeah. Oh my God. And he says a small black man said so and so. And, and the guy's just like, what are you talking about? I love about? how he looks at him like, yeah. <laughs> did you just fucking say that yeah, to exactly me? Exactly right. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, Mr. Gardner, please, please lie down. Now. Yeah. And this is the out that what we're seeing here are the outtakes of him relaying <laughs> Raphael's message <laughs> which is something about like you tell that honky so <laughs> and so right. and like and peter sellers is like busting out laughing when he keeps he has to say these words he gets to
0: like a certain point and then breaks yes and it's it's actually really funny it is
1: really funny it's just it shouldn't have happened like right in no, the credits right, right? Up, not you know? not at all <laughs> <Yes>. i th- <laughs>
0: I, I understand it is it, it's a really great blooper right they, they must have just thought this is so good we have to put it in the movie no no you didn't dude. come on <laughs> yes. man it, it really botches the feel I know like you said you can't breathe on that last shot right. right which is such an unusual and bold turn to take at the end of the film I know because like, it's a fantasy at the end yep and then you just show, hey, everyone's having a good time
1: behind the scenes. <laughs> it, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And there's about seven takes. Like, like he just blows wait. it. You know. Just how wait many for times. the DVD. In in
0: 1979, that's you should have waited see, for the
1: DVD. But that's the thing. Like they, they, they <laughs> I couldn't know. understand that. Like <laughs> I know. I, and I mean, I, I don't. I'm surprised. I, I was surprised that like <laughs> they decided to put a, a blooper reel in there at all. But also that they it's would do it. It's not a blooper it, type movie. This ain't Police Academy. No, it's you it's know? not. It's not. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, yeah, and and like the the ending. Th- this movie isn't like as deadly serious as like you know something. I, I don't know. N- name n- you know any any movie that like where, where it's like okay we need to like you know be be uh, really. Uh, Imagine
0: if at the end of Call
1: Me by Your Name. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Timothy Chalamet just starts laughing.
1: Like, remember how? No. The, remember how the credits roll? Yeah, when he's while he's there? crying. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If he just like corpsed right in the middle of it, you know.
0: <laughs> and you hear and ev- like, everyone's like laughing exactly, in the background. Oh yes. man, that was hilarious.
1: Yes. Yes. It, it's. I know.
0: It's far from hilarious that that scene. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> but anyway.
1: Uh, yeah. Ugh. It's the un- It's it's the it, most unfortunate part of the movie.
0: It is. I don't think it. I was going to say it doesn't take away, but I think it does take away, actually. It does take away a little bit.
1: I know, because we're talking about
0: it. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. But it's still a worthwhile watch. And You're just going to be caught off guard when that pops up. You're going right. to be
1: like, what? <laughs> it reminds me of, like, when, when I'm in a movie theater and the credits roll and, like, all these clowns just immediately get up. The screen goes black and they are right out away. of their seats putting their coats on. It's like, okay, everybody, can you take 10 seconds? To just sit there. Right. You don't have to stay for the whole credits. Absolutely not.
0: Just let the, the emotion settle. Right, right. But no, they, they got places to be, you know. If there was a stinger, though, they'd stay. They would well, Google how many stingers that Marvel movie had.
1: I know. And, and at one point, I remember one, one movie I saw where, where someone, like people were sitting down for it. And the theater employee walked in and said, hey, everybody, there's no stingers in this. You know, because they, they, they thought that's what everybody was waiting for. Um, Oh man! Actually, it was just a pretty good audience who was just appreciating a film. Let him sit, dude. Exactly. Yes. Clean up popcorn in five minutes. (laughs) Yes. But he's used to like all these shitty audiences who are just there to watch, you know, um, you know, Deadpool say a bunch of shit. Yeah. Deadpool could have bloopers. (laughs) That could have bloopers. That makes sense. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Of course. You know. All right, Dave. Anything else? Um, it's not about the movie, but it's um. I would encourage and i don't want to i hate to end this thing on a downer like this but i i would encourage everyone to seek out a film called the life and death of peter sellers it's a dramatization of the biography of peter sellers that was written by roger lewis peter sellers was an incredible performer and a very troubled man had we known more about depression and mental illness back then things could have been very different for him and his loved ones his behavior off camera was very erratic and his verbal abuse of his wives and children and colleagues is horrifying. But as hard as it is to watch sometimes, it's always important to know the truth. So, you know, you should seek it out if you can.
0: Right. Yep.
1: Um, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm sure it's streaming somewhere and it's very much worth a watch. Yeah,
0: definitely. Okay, so would you recommend this movie?
1: Yes. Being There is, uh, is an excellent movie and everyone should watch it
0: agreed definitely recommended by both dudes so check it out mm-hmm. all right so that wraps things up if you like what you heard please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast rate it and review it and most of all share it it gets more dudes listening to the dudes and you can go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there
1: yes and we're on facebook blue sky and instagram look for dudes on movies and our email address is dudes on movies gmail.com that's right we have a question of the week dave what is the question of the week what are your favorite final performances Good one, Dave. Good one.
0: All right. So thanks, Trevor, once again for the recommendation. We loved it. Mm -hmm. And Dudes on Demand continues next week with Summer's recommendation. They asked for 2019's Midsummer, directed by Ari Aster and starring Florence Pugh. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time.